one may be a little controversial for the fans. I don't think that Joan has gotten married. Really? I mm. think that Joan is actually happy in herself. I don't think mm. she's had a child, and I don't think she's gotten married. And I think that it sets the example of it's okay. the it's happy okay. ending yeah. does not mean that you ride off with a man on a horse. Um, and I think that Joan might have given yes, up correct. a lot of her um, money stuff mm. and is living kind of um, uh, moderately in her world and she's just happy and maybe her friends are her thing. Yeah. You know? You know crazy? That's really beautiful. It's so What's, what's crazy real was, um, a guy once said to me, I she said, has a restaurant. I said, yeah, um, I've, been very, restaurant. I've been very, you know, I've had successful relationships. I'm very blessed in that, you know. And this guy said, well, they couldn't be too successful because you're not married. And I was like, well, that means that you think that that's the goal. Mm. I, I, that's, Jill, that's girl, I mean, if it happens, it happens, but that's not the you, goal. It's, you've got to be not the picture. It's not the end story. You've yeah. got to be better than my company. You've mm -hmm. got to add something to it. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's very true. I think there is a sort of there's a stigma that if you have a certain oh, age, oh, it still exists. Yeah, and you're not married or with child or what are the whole picture? Picture, yeah. That you're the scarlet letter on your back or something, and I think it's it's such a farce. It's not real. It's not honest. I mean, there's something about self love, and that's real. That's I like so that real. though what you said about Joan. I think that's it would be really interesting. Cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I, I don't know if her restaurant still exists, but maybe she's actually got a restaurant and is doing that, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. Um, I don't know that I see it as a big way. I feel like that undermines that story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. perpetuates this myth that that is the goal. Yeah. Um, in that way, and so, and again, I do really feel like the love affair has been between these four women. You know, I just said to that to my best one of my best friends the other day. Like, I do think one of the greatest love affairs of my life has been with my friends. Oh my gosh. You know, in in the most oh. beautiful way. And I friends that are married, like my friend Dylan, her husband knows. Like, the, I hold a place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. With Samira, like, yeah. and um, and I and not in a way that I'm saying that I don't it's important. want a man or yeah. l have men's. Yeah, men's is men's is. <laughs> Sorry, but but I do, and I think particularly in this story, mm -hmm. this is the story. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. To me, this is the story. Whether there's a wedding or a kid or whatever is interesting and a job and all that, but this is the story. Yeah. This is the story to be told. This is the story that's interesting, and, and 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 it is it is it. Yeah. Um, and I love that that's what we painted, and that's what we would all continue to draw. What's up, y'all? It is your girl, Chanel, and welcome to episode, will you hear my voice? Welcome to episode six of Candid Talk with Chanel. I can't believe, I feel like these episodes are growing by the moment. It's crazy. It is like 2 a.m. I am so many hours behind with completing this episode. It's crazy. Um, tonight was all about Move With Finesse. I had a dance class tonight with my co-creator, my girl, Denise, and we had so much fun, even though we were small in numbers, the amount of fun that we had was unreal. Her booth thing came, they did a potager, and if you're wondering what a potager is, it is a classy way of saying they did a lap dance. <laughs> um, what else? We also worked on another piece another number more choreography 
for Ratchet Sexy Style Song by Eric Bellinger that I'm excited about. Um, what we did teach my best friend who came through today, Lorena, shout outs to you. Yes, the same one that was a couple of episodes ago on my podcast. Um, she learned the routine that we did to her song, Lights On, which is more of a classy sexy. Next class, next, look at me tripping over my words. Next class, we will be doing Ratchet Sexy. As y'all know by now, I am all about that sexy. I feel like it is a great way to ventilate, express, and to just ooze with that femininity, that sexuality, that sensualness, sexiness, powerfulness, vulnerability, and so much more. Um, But tonight was so much fun. It reminded me why I started on this journey in the first place with one of my girls who's like a sister to me. Um, Tonight really felt like this is what we should be doing. And y'all, I was getting busy in them heels. I shocked myself because I've never really done choreographed dancing in heels like that. And so our last few rehearsals, we did it outside on the concrete. We were on a wooden dance floor today, which was a little slippery, but we still killed it. And overall, I'm just so excited and happy to see the growth um, in our relationship, our friendship, our sisterhood with Denise and I, as well as with our choreography, our content, with our creativity. Um, I just keep getting this feeling like there is so much more on the horizon for us. I am so blessed and happy and humbled to know that people want to book us for their private events. And so just putting it out there, if you're having a birthday party, a bachelorette party, girls night in party, any kind of celebratory moment, and you would like to rock out with Move and Finesse, we are available for hire. All you have to do is DM us on Instagram. Go to our Instagram page at Move with Finesse, and we will be there. It is a movement. I was also reminded today that what we're building, it really is a movement. And the vibe was just so on. It was so beautiful. But anyway, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Let's get to the shits with what I'm supposed to be talking about today. So yesterday, I was up to the wee hours of the morning, I guess, That would mean technically today. I was up at like two in the morning like I am now. And I was catching up on a lot of my radio interviews, interviews in general on YouTube. And I'd been wanting to watch the interview that Charlemagne did with the cast of Girlfriends. Um, So that's Tracy Ellis Ross, Jill Marie, Persia White, and... um, why is her name slipping my mind? The young lady who plays Maya Wilkes. And it was a really, really good interview. They had just come off of doing that um, last episode on Blackish. And like everybody who was a Girlfriends fan was like, what? So I'm hoping that there will be a reboot or that there will even be a movie. Like, you know how Sex in the City kind of wrapped up their seven or six season series and had two movies. I'm kind of hoping Girlfriends would just have like one good movie so that there's closure with all of the characters and what happened with them, what became of them. Um, Charlemagne asked a great question, which is the basis of this podcast. His question was to all the ladies, how does your character's stories end? And all the ladies spoke 
But the one whose response caught my attention the most was Tracy Ellis Ross's response. Because if you were an avid Girlfriends watcher, you knew and you know that Joan Clayton, her character, was obsessed with marriage, the idea of marriage, getting married, her wedding, having children. I feel like she was more obsessed with just like the wedding aspects and like just having a husband than the reality of what marriage really is. And that's the direction and tone that today's episode is going to go in. Um, and I love with girlfriends, they really did tackle some real shit life issues. Women, a lot of us, all of us, most of us, society, maybe our very own families, the world in general has bred us and programmed us to really only aspire to be married. Not saying, well, let me stand behind what I'm saying. Yes, I feel like we have been programmed to pretty much really mainly, I should say, not only, mainly aspire to be somebody's wife. And don't get me wrong, as I've said before, I am married. Thankfully, I've been married for five years. My husband and I just had a five-year wedding anniversary. And I love my husband, as I said on my IGTV yesterday. I love my husband with every fiber of my soul and my being. However, I always recognized and knew and continue to understand that marriage and my husband cannot be my end-all, be-all, my only source of happiness, fulfillment, joy, peace, and all that jazz. And I'll repeat what I said in my IGTV uh, video yesterday. My husband is definitely a big part of my happy place in general, but because I am ultimately happy within myself, I understand and I'm not looking for him to fill every need, every void, every whatever within my life and just within myself. And I think that that is a, a mistake that a lot of us women make. And I, I say us because I, I'm not speaking at you. This I am part of the conversation. If we're not easy, we can be looking for love, for love to be the everything that we need it to be for us to be happy for us to be fulfilled. And to be honest with you, I truly believe we have to seek such happiness, contentment, peace, joy, fulfillment, self-love in ourselves and in Jesus. And that's, that's just my perspective. Um, and so I love that Tracy Ellis Ross was able to speak to the fact that how she sees Joan's story ending was that Joan didn't get married and that Joan didn't have children, and that Joan ultimately came to a place finally in her life as a middle-aged woman that all of the things that she was looking for were within herself and that the greatest love story that she really had was with her three girlfriends. And I love that idea. It parallels to Sex in the City, another amazing series very similar series that follows four women who are best friends and how they all go through life together, the ups and downs, the flip arounds, the turnarounds, and everything else in between, and that they 
grounded one another and remained each other's pillars, rider dies, mirrors, reality checkers, all of the above. I truly do believe in some sense and in some ways, in a lot of ways actually, our friends, our girlfriends can actually be our soulmates. And this is not saying that they're taking the place of of our men or that they're taking the place of our significant others. What I'm saying is that there is room, I believe there's enough room in all of our hearts for if we are married or if we are in a committed relationship for the person that we're in that close relationship with. But then there's also room for those friends that have gone through life with us perhaps even longer than the person that we're sleeping with in a relationship with or in a marriage with has been around in our lives. You know, when I think about Denise, um, who I do the whole move with finesse brand with, when I think about Serena, who I met Denise through, we, she's my oldest friend. I always say we've been friends since we were 10 years old. When I think of, um, Lorena, some of my other college friends, these are people that I knew long before I met Patrice, my husband. And so there still is room for people I've grown up with, you know, um, people I knew before I was on my period. <laughs> like there is still room for those people to have a role in my life. And in some ways to still be a part of my life in a soulmate way, just a friendship way. You know what I'm saying? I love what Tracy Ellis was expressing because I feel like, once again, we as women, it's the obsession with the picture and the idea of what marriage brings. And I've seen women obsess and obsess and obsess, be depressed that they weren't married, be depressed that they didn't have children. Why is it taking so long for me? And then when they finally get the very thing they wanted, It's like nothing to what they expected. They're even more depressed, unhappy, because they put all their eggs in this one basket, which was supposed to fulfill every aspect of their lives. And they shortly realize, maybe six months into the marriage, a year into the marriage, like, damn, this is all this is? I thought it was this fairy tale. I thought that it's like an episode of a, not even an episode. I thought it's like the movie, The Notebook or Love Jones every day. And it's like, no. <laughs> Marriage is pretty much a fancy word for saying you're doing life with someone and, and legally agreeing to not give up. You know, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I love being married. I love my husband. I wouldn't change the decision I made to be his wife um, for the world. But once again, if you are not fulfilled within yourself, if you are not happy within yourself, if you do not love yourself, then marriage is going to be a challenge. And it probably will not be what you think it is. If you did not, if you have a picture of marriage as this, like I said, a fairy tale, this man is coming on this white horse to save you. Every day is about the romance, making love. Every day is about, you know, gazing into one another's eyes. Every day is about holding hands and running on the beach. Like you are going to be very mistaken in marriage. (laughs) If you think marriage is, you're always right. You're never wrong. 
um, it's your way or the highway. It always, things have to be done the way you want them to be done. You know, you are going to have a very hard time. If you are not self-aware, meaning you're not aware of your issues, you're not aware of your triggers, you're not aware of parts about you that are not good, meaning areas that need to be worked on, areas that need to be like fixed in some ways, then you are going to have a hard time in marriage, you know? And I say that to not discourage you or anyone, but to just give a reality, a real depiction of what marriage entails, you know? And I don't even have all the answers because I'm only five years in. But in my five years, you know, I've learned a lot. And even when I have discussions, just natural conversations with my friends, I always try not to be, because I'm one of the few married ones out of my friends. So I really try not to like insert my advice or come off as a know-it-all because in most of my friend groups, I'm the only one that's currently married with the exception of maybe two others. Um, But I try to, like I always say, give a realistic depiction of what it is based off of my experiences and the experiences of others because... I never want anybody to go into any kind of major situation. And and marriage in some ways is also a contractual agreement. Aside from the love part and all of that, it's a contractual agreement, a legally binding document. And so if you're going to get involved in marriage, um, it, it's a business in some ways too, you know? Um, and I, I want for everyone to go into it at least with the realistic depiction, you know? You never know what it's like until you're in it. But I think what helped me was growing up in a household with my parents who gave me a realistic depiction of marriage. So I wasn't shocked when I got married and I was living this married life, you know? But if you didn't have that realistic depiction or if you didn't have a healthy depiction, my depiction was realistic and healthy from my parents. If you didn't have that, then you know, it it probably would be an important thing to, you know, keep your eyes open for the people that do come across your life or the paths that you cross with people who do have healthy marriages. Keep your eyes open, observe, assess as much as you can when you're around them. Um, Because these are the things that will help you to understand a little bit more as much as you can because like I said you never really know until you're involved in a marriage but like to just hopefully it'll settle some of those uh fairy tale in the clouds obsessive ideas that a lot of women have when it comes to marriage you know um beautiful thing and like I always say for those who want to be married I definitely encourage it you know, but I always just say, make sure that you are clear on who you are. You are happy within yourself, ultimately, and that you, you know, are are willing to accept someone flaws and all and just have a realistic approach as best as possible. I think that's like the only way I can explain it. And I would say, if you have sound for the single people out there who want to be married, if you have people in your life who have a pretty healthy marriage from what you can see, um, 
people who you know are sane and emotionally balanced, when they do drop jewels of wisdom or they do share some important things that they've learned along their marital journey, please don't be quick to be dismissive. Please actually just say less in the words of Ashanti and actually listen and absorb the information that you're being given. Weigh it and all that jazz, but like just know that, you know, at the end of the day, what they have to say is more than likely valuable. But I digress. Going back to girlfriends and back to Joan, uh, the Joan Clayton character, I really love that Tracy Ellis Ross put it out there that the end goal doesn't have to be marriage for everyone. At the end of the day, there are some people who will never get married, even some that want to be married. It may never happen for them for whatever reasons. It doesn't mean that life stops. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're unworthy, you're unlovable. You know, just keep living your life. Keep feeding into the things that make you happy, the things that make you feel whole and fulfilled, you know, healthy things, of course. I feel like it's so much, I even have friends who I love dearly, who I feel obsessed in their own way. They just, it's all they think about, finding a man, getting married, you know? Like, I always say, if you find that it's not happening for you, especially once you hit your mid-30s or you're approaching your mid-30s, then perhaps it's because there's still certain things within your life that need some level of resolve. Because that baggage thing is so true when it comes to marriage. Everybody has a certain level of baggage, but you, you're you trying to get go into this marriage with like a carry-on. You ain't trying to go into this marriage with like two, three, four suitcases. Because then it'll be doomed from the start, so to speak. So what what that means is we all may have our share of suitcases and, and baggage, but at the end of the day, once you start unpacking and throwing out the, the clothing items that no longer fit, that are old and tattered, that no longer are your style, then you're making, you're, you're able to consolidate all of this baggage, you know? Metaphorically speaking, working through your issues, you know? If there are issues with um, admitting and owning when you're wrong, that's something that needs to be worked on. Those are things that could affect a marriage. When it comes to uh, the, the idea or the issue of being a selfish person, what I find with selfish people, a lot of selfish people don't realize that they're selfish. We all have selfish tendencies. I believe that that is just human nature. But there's some of us who I feel and who I've seen who are selfish like no other, but in their minds, it's like they're the most giving, charitable people ever, you know? Um, And so that is something that can really affect and wreck a marriage. Money and finances is something that could really affect and wreck a marriage. So if you know that you struggle with with having, making good choices with financial matters, that is something to work on 
before you get married. That is actually something I wish that I worked on more before I got married. I ended up bringing into my marriage uh, my uh, lack of, my inability, I should say, to make consistent, sound financial choices. Because once you're married, you're in debt, your spouse is in debt. It all affects Whatever you guys do with money, it affects one another, right? And so that, I always say, is a huge thing. I really, really feel like if you're not good with money, start working on getting good with money before you're even on the path of being married to someone, before you're even dating. Like That is something to really, really try to work on. Um, If you do have a lot of insecurities, I would say, please, work on those things, figure out what, where they're coming from, why you're insecure, try to trace it back to when you were a child. Because if you are insecure, you suffer from a lot of insecurities, it will affect your marriage. Um, trying to think what else. Communication. That is a broad term. I I was out with my best friend, Lorena last not even, I keep thinking it was over the weekend, but on Monday, Columbus Day, I was off from work. She was off from work. We met up and had dinner. And so we were talking about how like communication is just such this broad term that we all throw out there a lot, but nobody ever really dissects what that means. What does it mean to communicate? Do you even understand how you communicate? Would you say that you have effective communication? Because a lot of times, same thing with the whole selfish thing. We feel like, no, I I am a great communicator. But then there are five other people who are around you regularly who would be like, hell no, like hell you are. You are the worst communicator known to man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like communication is, is, is important. You know, I've learned with myself day-to-day normal things. If I feel some kind of way about something, if I have any concerns, if I want to compliment someone I have no issues with communicating those things I have no issues with communicating my expectations I have no issues with just overall communicating what I did find is when I am upset when I am hurt by like people like my husband or even maybe a friend here or there it's very easy for me to shut down so like I'll say what I say to my husband I'll say okay this I don't like that you did this, this bothered me, this hurt me, this offended me, whatever may have you if we're going through something. But then after I say my piece, I've learned with myself that I'll then go into my own cocoon and won't want to be bothered, give you the cold shoulder, won't want to communicate with you on a normal day to day. Like, and that's something that I believe I picked up from my mom, you know, and growing up when she was upset at times, she would give my dad silent treatment. That's an easy go-to for me that I'm really trying to get myself out of. Sometimes it is necessary to like have a moment to step away, maybe not have much conversation when you're in conflict with your spouse because you want to process everything and you don't want to make matters worse. You don't want to say something you really can't take back. But I can be the queen of not messing with you, not talking to you, like... And that's not a good thing, you know? Um, so I had to learn with myself and all other facets, I'm a great, a pretty good communicator. But when it comes to when I'm upset 
I'll speak my piece. You'll know why I'm I'm upset. I'll express in length why I'm upset. (laughs) But after I have that conversation with you, I'm kind of like shutting down at that point, not wanting to really business with you like that. And that's not a way that you can and should be in any relationship. So when I say that it's important to really dissect how we communicate to really like ask ourselves, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, because we all have areas where our communication could be better and take it from someone who's married. Communication is everything. Communication verbally and even how you communicate physically with one another, keeping it connected, the lovemaking. To me, that's also a form of communication and, 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 and bonding, you know, um, So yeah, it's just so much because marriage entails so much, you know, I often feel like when you, when you are absolutely ready, it will happen. You know, like the person will come into your life. It won't be where you had to go out of your way to meet them. You know what I'm saying? It just organically will happen. And so that's why I always say, if you find that it hasn't been happening, you know, um, it's not that it'll never happen, but maybe it just means that there's still a few things that you have to sort out in your life so that you can be equipped enough to be married and to deal with what that, the reality of what that relationship brings on a day to day basis, you know, um, marriage is no joke. Anyone who's married will tell you that. You know, um, if they make it sound like it's all sunshine and rainbows, they lying. (laughs) But I just, once again, I just don't want to see us as women putting all of our eggs in the basket of happiness and fulfillment in marriage. I wish we would spend the same amount of time we do, you know, wanting a man, dreaming about having one you know, being obsessed with the idea of marriage and all of that, I wish we would put that same energy in being, working on ourselves and being obsessed with becoming healthy beings emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, as we are with wanting to get married and have kids. Now, don't get me wrong. Once again, marriage and children are beautiful things. You know, um, even me, I feel like The same applies with having children. When it's time for me to have a child, it'll happen. You know, if it hasn't happened, then maybe it's because I'm not finished uh, equipping myself to be in a place to have a child, to be somebody's parent. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe my husband and I still need to equip ourselves as a unit to be able to guide the life of someone else, if that makes sense, you know? So yeah, I feel like in this day and age, let's not stress about when these big life choices are going to happen for us. Let's just put in the work to prepare ourselves so that when it does happen for us, we're ready or so that it can, we're in a place where we're in a good place enough to invite it into our lives. And I may sound like a broken record when it comes to this subject, but I am passionate about it because the rate that marriages last, the success rate for marriages is is 50% or maybe it's even lower at this point. Um, 
you know, and that's really disappointing, disheartening and sad to think about. You know what I'm saying? Like my parents have been married for over 35 years. That is not the stories of a lot of people anymore. You know, it's not the norm anymore. And it's very unfortunate. And so because the way society is right now and things are, the more work we all have, we all have to put in to like keep ourselves sane and healthy, balanced, rational, you know? If you're irrational, imbalanced emotionally, immature emotionally, you're going to have a very hard time being married, you know? Um, And so once again, there's nothing wrong with preparing yourself, but at the same damn time, enjoying your life. Life should not stop for marriage or your life shouldn't start once you get married enjoy your life now live out your dreams out loud now work on your shit now (laughs) you know if you want to buy a home and you've been saving up money do that shit now don't wait to be with somebody to now want to invest in something in property you know like I'm telling you, and I, you know, I say, I would like to think I'm 36 years old. If I wasn't married, if I was single, that I would still be building all of the brands and entrepreneurial ventures I've been working on. That I would still be really like working hard to have a, a career that I love and that I'm absolutely in love with. I would like to think that my family and friendships would be intact and that I would be spending time with my family, that I would be traveling, that I would get to a place where I could invest in my own home on my own, that I would be able to just enjoy my life and not always have this feeling of, oh, life is not good because I'm not married or my life is not good because I don't have a child, like, Those are blessings that are amazing, but at the same time, you can still live an amazingly blessed life without those things. I don't want us to feel like our end all, be all, our end goal is only marriage and children as women. You know? How long have I been on here? Let's see. It's been half an hour. So I wanted to kind of come on. You know, I didn't know what to talk about this week. I knew it was going to just be me this week. Um, And so once I saw that interview Charlemagne did with the cast of Girlfriends, that inspired this uh, subject matter for this episode. Um, So be encouraged, women, please. You know, once again, my disclaimer, because I'm married. I love my husband. I love being married to him. I love marriage. Um, at the same time, like I said, it it doesn't, I don't know that it should be everybody's, uh, end goal, you know, or your only end goal. I should say marriage and children shouldn't, it doesn't have to be the only end goal. We can have balanced, fulfilled and bountiful lives 
that don't just encompass marriage and children. One thing my mother always said to me and taught me was that you got to have enough stuff going on for yourself, even when you are married. You know, you guys can't always just just sit in in each other's faces all day, every day. Like you got to have your own hobbies. You got to have your own passions. You have to know your own purpose, live out your own purpose, live out your collective purpose. Like, you know, there are other factors and facets of life that are important, um, you know, just as much as marriage and children are. Um, and like I said, that's starting with your own happiness, your own healthiness, your own sense of self, your own self-awareness, your own self-love. Like there, there are essential things that are just as important. The relationship that we have with ourselves is just as important, if not more, than the relationships that we have with others. And so, you know, I just wanted to kind of come on and talk about that a little bit. Um, trying to think. There are quite a few people I've been reaching out to with hopes of being able to have a candid conversation with them. Um, this guy, I'm always stumbling on people on YouTube or on social media. But this guy, I believe his name is Terrence. By day, he's a nurse, but he is like really killing it in the YouTube world. He reviews HBCUs, um, marching bands. He reviews reality shows. A lot of the ones that I watch, like um, Love and Marriage Huntsville, Basketball Wives, um, I'm trying to think what other shows he does. But like, I reached out to him. And I'm like, listen, I would love to have you on my podcast. You know, we can have, like he's someone you can have that. He, his, I believe his channel is called The Real Te- Giving You The Real Teeth, his YouTube channel. Check him out. He's someone you can have like a real kiki with. Like someone that every time I watch his videos, I am laughing my ass off. You can ask my husband. Because he's like, babe, you watching it again? You watching something else from this dude? I'm always like laughing my butt off. Um, He is super funny, but he also has the ability to assess situations in a similar way that I do. His delivery is just more so reading you, reading the person. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of what he says is along the lines of how I think. We just have two completely different deliveries. And I feel like having him on Candid Talk with Chanel would just be amazing because like I'm like the politically correct one. He's probably like the everything opposite of that. And I just think that it would it would be a great conversation about so many things. Um so I'm always kind of like on the lookout for amazing, interesting, dope people that I can have these great conversations with. Um but yeah how did y'all like um the episode I did with my husband last week? I felt like it was cool. And I'm going to have him on a little more too every now and then. Um, because I feel like my husband, he's very sane. And he makes great points. He is a thinker. And I feel like him and I have candid conversations all day, every day. And so I love to like capture what our everyday life is and the types of conversations we have and the types of fun we have and just, 
you know, further tell our story. So he'll be back on, you know, my best friend Rena will be back on. Um, she is funny as hell. She came to our dance class tonight and had us all dying laughing. She's just one of those personalities. And um, yeah, I feel like with the way the world is going, there's just so many big time conversations to be had, whether it's about colorism, whether it's about mental health, whether it's about, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's just so much going on in the world right now that I would love to be able to like shoot the breeze and have great conversations about a lot of what craziness is is ensuing all over the galaxy because it's just craziness going on y'all I don't even dive into the politics bit much I don't dive into a lot of things because I just feel like it's just sheer craziness going on but I would love to have those kind of conversations with um other people who can even further enlighten me and we can just like discuss the state of the world because it's crazy the state of the world is insane. I feel for teenagers, children. It's just, I couldn't imagine being a teenager in this day and age. I couldn't even imagine being a pre-teenager in this day and age. Like, it's crazy out here. It is super crazy. So hopefully, um, you know, I will have another amazing candid conversation with another amazing person next week. Um... This week, it's just me. Sorry about that, folks. Hopefully, you still enjoyed it. And let me know your thoughts. Please also subscribe and write me a review. Um, once again, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Um, so, yes. Thank y'all so much. Remember to follow at Move With Finesse on Instagram, Follow at complexsimplicity 9 on Instagram. And yes, let's make it happen so you stay um, in tune with what I got going on. It's 2.40 in the morning. It's time for me to go to bed, y'all. Thanks so much. And um, until next time.